0: Welcome to Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You, the podcast that focuses on Christians that are active in everyday life. Join in as we speak to everyone from successful business owners to educators to athletes about their faith and how it helps them reach out and revolutionize those around them to do the same. And now get ready to roar with your host, the voice of manifestation, John Fuller. Hey, Roar Nation, John Fuller here, and I am super excited today. Uh, I'm actually, like, ecstatic because um, I have wanted to get more into the arts and entertainment area, uh, people that are doing stuff, um, using their God-given talents to produce movies and music and all those good such things. But that being said, the downside of this, today I was supposed to drive to San Antonio, Texas. And uh, I was hoping to get on set to do an awesome interview with uh, two men, uh, but my son caught the flu and I wasn't able to. But that being said, I have them on set. We, we are going to dive into this and we are going to jump in with, uh, sorry, Nathan uh, Von Meiden, is that correct?
1: Von Minden.
0: Von Minden, okay. And, uh, and also Cameron Arnett. So gentlemen, thank you guys so much for coming on today.
1: Hey thanks for having us man yeah happy to be here
0: absolutely okay uh Nathan I want to dive into uh, real quick uh, we all uh, our shows about purpose I would love i've I've checked out your website I love what you're doing um, I got a kick out of uh, your short films, but I want to ask you how did you get into and uh, and I, I kind of want a little bit of history here of how you got into mm-hmm. producing uh, films and doing what you're doing. And and I think it's really interesting. If I'm not mistaken, you have a degree in aerospace engineering. Is that correct?
1: That's right. So, uh, I got a degree in aerospace aerospace engineering at Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University. And, uh, me and some buddies, uh, put on a debate with some of our professors about the existence of God and the Bible and things like that. And what's fascinating is, uh, we did this dumb little commercial for our, you know, TV station at school of like a couple of rednecks doing like a a car (laughs) commercial. Come on out to the debate. You know, it's like this really high minded thing. We just wanted to take the, uh, the sting out of it and have some fun with it. And uh, we wound up getting 900 people out to this debate at this school we were going to. And, uh, the church I was working for said, why don't you come do, you know, intern for us and be the, video guy and so uh you know growing up loving movies and um just having fun with that stuff i i did that so i was in college making videos um uh, becoming an engineer and <clears throat> decided like wow there's a, there's a lot of power to this thing and kept making stuff and and got out and became an engineer for a little bit very very little bit and decided you know what i'm gonna make a go of it at, at, at this film thing and i decided the place to do that would be the church you know And so I started working at uh, First Baptist Daytona Beach, uh, Church of the Springs in Ocala, First Baptist uh, Jacksonville, and then moved to Texas, uh, Champion Forest Baptist Church, uh, Riverpoint Church, and then Grace Point Church here in uh, San Antonio. And so this is about 14 years I've been producing in the church setting. And any of my guys out there that are church video guys (laughs) or church, you know, creative guys know, like, every week the deadline comes, we call it the shark. Uh, the shark is coming, you know, Sundays are, they, they, they have a Sunday every week. I don't know if <laughs> people knew that. Uh,
0: it, it never, right. it never skips, right? It's not like leap year. <laughs> um,
1: they, they never skip one. And so, you know, living under that constant deadline for 15 years and producing hundreds of, you know, testimony videos, short films, uh, Live production, leading groups of creative people. Um, it, it's always been uh, my plan to use that as like the training ground to go and get my film education. Uh, so we've, my wife and I have been working on getting a few movies produced over the last few years. Uh, another movie we're working on uh, is called Bible Smugglers. It's about a group of guys that want to smuggle a million Bibles into communist China in 1981. It's a true story. And then we had uh, this movie about the challenger that we're actually filming right now called angry men. And so we've been pushing them both at the same time and angry men just sort of broke through first. And here we are on set uh, making this movie and getting to work with a ton of great believers who are creative people uh, on a movie that I think will uh, speak to our worldview when it comes to the issue of life and the dignity of human life and, Prioritize, uh, prioritizing decision-making, ethics, and management, uh, you know, <laughs> which uh, it fascinates me to no end, uh, having an engineering background and seeing how all that went so badly in this whole Challenger uh, disaster thing. And so that's kind of what led me to this point, you know, having a great life, having passion, and a, a calling that God's put in my life to not only be a pastor, but to Uh, how can we lead our our nation in the arts and culture uh, is is highly important to me.
0: Um, Man, you hit so many things that I'm going to dive in real quick, and I'm taking notes as we're talking. Um, One thing you mentioned at one point, you had to make a shift. You said you did engineering for a short period of time. Now, what excites me about that is you went into something that you thought you were going to do And God totally like shifted you and you went another direction, uh, which, which I love that because we don't always know what we want, but we ended up just stumbling into it with with divine accidents. Right. And, um, Mm -hmm. but that being said, what did you do to make that shift? I mean, how did you, did you see it and just realize like, Hey man, I got a degree in this, but this just isn't my thing, but I love this and I'm passionate. Can you talk a little bit about making that transition?
1: Yeah, so when you're an engineer, engineering is about problem solving, communication, uh, you know, getting things done, organization, and so it wasn't that I I didn't like doing that. I just felt incomplete, and so it was. Just, I think it's something that God called me to. Like uh, my my calling as a pastor is the same thing as a calling as a filmmaker. And so uh, yeah, I just kind of like look over at my wife and go, "Hey, we, we're gonna do this thing." And she goes, "Yeah," and that's the confirmation is where she and I are in this together, and she gets it. And and so uh, those are the decisions that I sleep easy at night with. Is to go, God called me to it, so I'm gonna do it. and That's that. Like uh, time to go to bed. You know, it's uh, <laughs> uh, it, it becomes easy in those moments where it's it's such a strong passion that I can't ignore it. Uh, you know, I think some of the smaller decisions might be actually harder <laughs> than those.
0: Well, that's funny. Most people would most people would say the opposite, but I, I guess if you know you're doing what you're called to do, it's easy just to go after it if you feel like that's what God's calling you to
1: do. I think it's about trust, especially now at this point in my life. You know, um I was a pastor in a church and I we saw this opportunity uh that God had given us, you know, a few months worth of time to get this film uh, made, and you look back over years and years and years of God being faithful and and going well he 's provided this for me, and if I step out for it, the only thing I have to trust is what he's he 's provided in the past and uh and what he promises for the future and so when i I step out on that it 's there 's been a lot of times that have been frustrating and filled with tears and anger and um, you know doubt and second guessing. Um, but then you, you, even this last week, I look back on and go, he's provided for us, you know, uh, not just like on the creative filmmaking level, but just on the relationships and the, the friendships not getting damaged in all of this. And, you know, because when you have this uh, amount of money floating around and people's time, it's it's easy for people to get hurt in the process. And God's been providing for us. And so th- that's kind of how I, I look at it is or at least my wife reminds me constantly. Of like We were having a conversation a few weeks ago, and I, I was kind of freaking out about something. And she goes, hasn't God provided everything that he's put a desire in you for? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess he has. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, yeah. Way, I, oh, yeah. Don't you love it when you have
0: wives that are, just play an awesome role of the Holy Spirit sometimes just to remind you something? You're like, duh. <laughs>
1: yeah well, I've got the best ones so I might have to-
0: <coughs> yeah, I, I think we might have a three way fight <laughs> when you talk about feeling incomplete uh it's one thing I just wrote down in my in my notes. How would you describe that? if somebody like feels like they're not totally fulfilling what you're what they're doing how would what would you tell them to do in that in that stage?
1: Well, the only thing I have to go off of are my own experiences, and one of the things I learned in that was uh, it's invigorating and scary at the same time to enter into a, a world where there's there's no playbook, you know. And a, a lot of people, I think, that maybe listen to your show and even family members of mine are entrepreneurs. People who go, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs will, will uh, you know, uh, get this idea of like stepping out into the unknown and going, I don't know if this is going to provide for me. I don't know if this is going to work and I'm going to go for it anyways. And I think that's the the, the adventurous call that uh, a lot of us are given and you either uh, go for it or you don't. I mean, you have to, I have a lot of people around me who I trust. You know, I've got three guys uh, that I go to pretty often about uh, big decisions and, I talk to them because the Bible says in a multitude of counselors, there's wisdom. And so I go to them and I ask them and I see what they think. And and typically what I'll do is when those three guys, it's uh, Matt Barnhill, my buddy, Adam Countryman, and then uh, uh, Jerry True that works at Oak Hills. Uh,
2: And if those
1: three guys, if they agree on something, we never sit in the same room together. I'll go like have lunch with them one day and breakfast the other day.
2: And if they all say
1: the same thing, I just do that thing. (laughs) Uh, and so that's, that's a really good method that I use. And then just, you know, when it's, if it's not in violation of God's law and it's not in violation of your conscience, I think that's where a lot of freedom comes in for you to go, I'm going to swing for the fences. And, you know, some of these people that I've been able to find stories about the smugglers, the angry men, uh, challenger guys, uh, they inspire me because they're, they're, they're people of integrity and character that go, I'm going to swing for the fences. And uh, that's that's kind of the person I guess I want to be is someone who goes for it. You know, we only get one life.
0: I like that you said that. One of my sayings uh, in my early 20s, uh, I just had so many different business adventures. Some, you know, did really well and some I failed hard. Uh, but I used to say, I'm going to keep swinging until I hit a home run. And I uh, kind of thought of the whole Babe Ruth concept because most people don't know uh, even though he had the most home runs back in the day he also had the most strikeouts Um, but nobody ever talks about the strikeouts uh, but what they know him for is the home runs but he was willing to make the sacrifice that it took um, to go big and you're right it is hard to be an entrepreneur and sometimes we do have to just step out and just do it um, on and, and not and Step out into the unknown. But last night, I want to tell you this, when when you were talking about, before I lost my thought on the last one, was last night I was watching a movie with my family and um, I just was interested and I've been walking with the Lord almost 20 years now and, and we forget these things sometimes, but I wrote down all the promises that God has given us. So I start Googling God's promises to create like an I am statement. And uh, like, I have faith, uh, I am saved, all these things. I ended up with 39 of them. But one of them was, and and I'd have to go back and find the notes, but it says that um, we can do the impossible um, Mm. when we're in in God's will. And what I love about that, what, what you're doing, Nathan, is you can do the impossible in the entertainment industry because you have God behind you doing what he's called you to do. So when we're in the lane that we're supposed to be cruising down, we have God opening doors for us that nobody else can
1: open. Yeah. We've seen that every day here, you know, especially this film. I've seen this thing grow beyond my own abilities, my own network to places I could have never gotten to on my own. And I think that's when you boil that, you know, God can do the impossible. Like, what does that really mean for a guy like you and me, you know, is that just high in the sky talking? But I think where the rubber meets the road on it is when when you take those steps forward, for me anyways, when I take those steps forward uh, and reach out in faith, um, there's something to grab onto. And, it, and then it takes me further than I could have gotten on my own. And um, it, it's, it's been very humbling in that sense, you know, uh, not going to say I never got a big head about like my abilities, but when I step away for a moment, like there's, there's just been a, it hits me like a ton of bricks. Sometimes it's like, you know, all of our producers that are on this film and all of our actors, uh, I, Nathan von Minden couldn't have done that on his own. I didn't have those people's phone numbers. I didn't have those contacts, our investors, you know, all that stuff is beyond my personal reach. And that's where the impossible comes from because it's impossible for me to do it on my own. I, and and God has provided and and now it's given me one more thing to trust in in the future when I'm you know freaking out about the next uh <laughs> thing to step out on uh hopefully someone will remind me like remember that back then when you were making the movie and talking to that guy on the podcast like uh, it God brought you through it and showed up and is going hopefully he'll take it further than we could ever imagine or hope for
0: amen to that um i want to ask you a question a little bit more on the personal side Um, because i love digging in Uh, my audience loves to hear stories and that story being i always like to ask people kind of like a a hard moment or a dark time going through it like exactly what you just talked about and then all of a sudden there was light and you you're able to look back and go oh okay god you did totally have this the whole time now i want to kind of keep it focused around the movie if we can if that's possible and if not it's no big deal but do you have a story well, just man. even recently that uh, with angry men, maybe that you were just like, I don't even like you were discouraged. Like, did you have a point of discouragement? And you're just like, man, I just don't think this is going to happen. And then all of a sudden, just God totally breaks out. and is like, ta-da. Well,
1: let me take you all the way back to yesterday.
0: <laughs> OK, <laughs> okay. Well, hold on, dude. I got to I got to strap in for this one.
1: I remember it well. Uh, The year was 2018, uh, January something or other. I I think I'm remembering it correctly. And uh, we had one of our main actors. He had like two shots left, and his back gets thrown out. Uh, We lose uh, a really big shot that had a bunch of extras in it, and uh, we get a call from a location with a a wildly expensive quote for us uh that you know we have already made like the train is moving there's no going back and, and so we had all of those three things stacked up on me and a couple producers yesterday and you know it, it was definitely one of those moments where I was ready to blow my stack and start kicking things and yelling at people. Kick
0: the dog. And
1: uh what's that?
0: Kick the dog.
1: Yeah exactly. I mean if that darn dog was around I would have kicked it. But uh you know I found a dark room and, uh, and 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 tried to calm myself down and go. You know what? I just kept thinking about that thing my wife said. Has he not gotten you through everything so far? And so I just kind of sat there in it. And you know, we we did we weren't able to recover the shot that had all the extras in it. But somebody came up with a with a creative idea where we like, uh, you know, two of our actors in the in this big shot had had left you know like they're back in Dallas and Houston they have gone and so we said you know what we can't we can't recreate the shot like we had it so we'll just back the camera up to the other side of the parking lot we'll get a couple of uh you know crew members and put them in some jackets and and turn their backs to the camera and and we'll just shoot it so incredibly wide that you'll never be able to tell who's who and we reshot it and then we had a I have a friend that's a doctor and a chiropractor, and I called her up and said, "Hey, can you come over here and help this guy out?" And she rolled up, and she was free. Like, I, she's a doctor; she doesn't have time, and somehow she had time—an hour—to run up here and help our actor out. And uh, the San Antonio Film Commission uh, got a hold of these people that were trying to, you know, overbid us and, and talk them down, and it, it worked out. <laughs> I mean, it's—it's it's that incredible to us and it's also that mundane like that's just god taking care of us and, and the details
0: i love it man he is faithful uh now on the movie i'm excited about your movie coming out i still remember being a, a really young kid and uh i remember crying um watching it in uh and i believe reagan was the president at the time is that right that's correct and uh so, and I remember that. I, can you go into a little bit about the film as we transition um, into Cameron's part and what he's doing? But I, I want my audience uh, to promote this film, and and uh, but I want to give them the over
1: or give us the overview of what the film is about. Angry Men is the true story of the night before the Challenger explosion in 1986, when a hot-headed engineer leads a desperate race against the clock to stop the launch and then the subsequent cover-up and whistleblowing. Um, It's a true story based on uh, uh, these real engineers that really knew that uh, the Challenger was going to explode, and they really did try to stop it at the 13th hour, and they were, uh, uh, you know, uh, told to not talk about it. And the organizations involved tried to cover up that. Uh, that attempt that they made uh, to the presidential commission that Reagan had uh, instituted called the Rogers commission and uh, our engineers uh, blew the whistle on it. And so we're telling their story um, as a, you know, it, it's a case study for engineers. Uh, it changes, the, it changes the way priorities are uh, things are prioritized human life over uh schedules and billions of dollars and, you know, ego embarrassment in the national eye. And <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm just inspired by flawed people trying to do the right thing. And that's the thing that attracted me to this story. Uh, researched it for about eight years uh, and wrote it about a year ago. And here we are today filming this thing about uh, we've consolidated some characters and changed some names Um, But the events are true in the film of these guys knowing that, uh, you know, I don't know if you know this, but if if the Challenger had launched the day before when it was scheduled to, everything would have been perfectly fine. And what happened was that the the door handle got jammed on the shuttle hatch and they couldn't get it off. So it pushed the launch to the next day, making it the coldest launch in NASA's history, which compromised those rubber seals that hold the rockets together. You know, they, it, it's like a, a a paper tube stacked on top of a paper tube. Well, you got to seal it up or it's going to come out of the side. And those seals are the things that were compromised when it got down to 20 degrees. And, and that's kind of what sets our main character off on this mission to go up the chain uh, until they have this knockdown drag out fight about, uh, you know, whether or not they should launch. And, uh, you know, what's fascinating about the movie, again, is. Uh, that inspires me about these guys that did this is it would have been so easy to do nothing. And that's why it's important to me to get this story out there is I find it intriguing that people would put their livelihoods on the line, their reputations, their positions at their companies to go against this massive system for the sake of human life. You know, there were seven people sitting on that rocket that morning and, and they for whatever reason, the the system lost sight of them, those people. And we see that in our culture today that, you know, human life has been devalued. I don't know why, I don't know how, but it has. And I think that's one of the root problems uh, that we have today. And I I think that's why angry men is such an appropriate story for our culture right now. Because however you see it shaken out uh, in these many different, you know, parts of life, human life has been devalued. And so I'm inspired by that. And then I'm also inspired by men of character and conviction who stand up for what's right. um, And, you know, consequences, whatever to that, you know, they're they're just going to do the right thing. And uh, they, they've got their flaws along the way. And, you know, I wouldn't call it, you know, a Christian-y Christian movie, but it certainly carries the biblical worldview with it. Uh, There's no Bible verses stamped anywhere, and I'm not opposed to that, but that's not this film. Um, But it definitely carries our values of, you know, made in God. We are made in God's image. Um, The value of human life is is more than rockets and schedules and money, ego and uh, avoiding embarrassment. So that's that's a long long answer to a short uh, question.
0: No, that's exciting. And to be honest with you, I'm glad it doesn't have a uh, what I would call a Jesus flag on it. And, and I don't mean that degrading by any means. But what I mean by that is, as is, is Christians, sometimes we have to be uh, undercover a little bit, if that makes sense. And um and, and I, I mean that by is putting what you said, integrity and values and what God stands for. But sometimes we, we got to get that message out there. Because sometimes, like I can't go preach in a school system. But I can go talk about integrity and hope and values and people's lives matter. Uh, And and somehow people understand or they get the hint of of who God is in that message sometimes. So, yeah, you
1: know, it's not the same thing as evangelism. You know, that's 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 not what we're making here. We're not making an evangelistic piece. I'm making something that uh, we're making something that somebody somewhere will watch And one day they're going to have a decision over a human life in one way or another, whether or not to work in certain conditions or to make a decision to do it. I don't know, but hopefully they'll reflect back on this story and uh, err on the side of conscience on what is right and what is wrong based on human life. Uh, And then hopefully that person will, you know, come to know Jesus because uh, if you're dead you can't hear the gospel <laughs> <laughs> that's what they so, say yeah
0: um i'm really excited i've uh nathan i've gotten to know cameron over the about the last year uh he came on my show i believe a year ago ish and uh i've gotten to know him <laughs> a little bit super i am just really excited to get to know him but i'm curious how did you get to meet uh cameron and uh, what is his role in the movie and don't yeah, give me all, You can't give me his whole role because he's got to give. You got to leave some bread for the guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I met Cameron through uh, a talent agent, uh, a Treasure Coast talent. I've been friends with Gene Winger for a little bit, and uh, we talking plug. about. Uh,
0: that's a plug for him, right? So we're just letting him know we got to charge him a quarter for that one.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she, she'll really appreciate it. Uh, but no, I mean, she's got so many great talented people. Uh, we've got a few people from, uh, Cameron's, uh, whatever the company, the agency that runs them. And she was sending over like some seriously talented people. And, uh, it was a little disheartening at first, once we started the casting process, because, uh, you know, it can be a little rough sometimes if, if, you know, people are. Trying out for the first time, or we had people send in video. uh, What do they call when you auditions? uh, Video auditions, and we got about the first dozen or so were really, really rough. Oh, you must be
0: talking about mine.
1: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I need to call you back about that. Uh, (laughs) We definitely got some parts for you, but they might be in the background a little bit. Uh, No, we'd be happy to have have you and so we were kind of on edge about oh my goodness can we really pull this off and find the right actors can do it and Cameron was the first person that came across my desk where it was like a, yes that more of that like I want that guy in some role somewhere and uh there's been a few people like that have come across but Cameron was definitely the first person where it was like I know that I know that I know and no one's going to talk me off of it Cameron's the guy and, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if your audience know this, but the, the story uh, is, you know, we, we've consolidated a lot of these characters. And so his character that he plays is kind of a an amalgamation of a, a few different guys who were, were there. And he's brought an earnestness to it and a, a gravitas that... Uh, you can only get from the Cameron Arnett. So, I mean, he's just been playing this engineer with humanity and concern. And, uh, you know, a lot of these guys, what they're doing in the film is uh, as, as flawed men, as they're they're vying for uh, their place in the world and, you know, where they fit into the power structure of things and how do they convince bosses and the people under them and all that stuff. And, you know, it's, it's a lot to juggle and Cameron's just done a, fabulous job of doing
0: it well that is exciting all right so what is cameron's name in the movie? i'm looking at your website right now so who
2: is cameron well i have actually been changed if you're looking at the website you'll you'll see a certain name but that has been changed to bill and so the character that i'm playing is a gentleman by the name of bill okay you're bill
0: i'm trying to find it but okay
2: did bill have a different name before
0: yeah, it was Bob. Okay, okay. Years. So you're you're the enge- you're an engineer. Uh, Correct. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's exciting. All right. So let's talk about uh, Cameron. Let's talk about your role a little. Well, bit. Uh, let
2: me say this Be- before I we even get onto that. There's something that I want to say because I, I I don't think he's going to do himself justice. Yes. Um, you know, Nathan has a. Uh, a genius about him that I don't think that people have recognized it. But, but when it comes to the names that you're going to remember in years to come, um, Nathan Van Van Menden is, is one of them because the total aspect of this, whether you're talking about the writing, the directing, the producing, you know, the whole shebang, uh, there's a, a genius involved that we all know that God is the one behind it all. And, and, and there comes these points and places where, Things are out of our control and only God can come through. However, the excellence that we give him in ourselves is what he comes through with in the first place. And I think the fact that he has, you know, he has this perfect right brain, left brain thing going on that you don't find in most people and that's able to not to only understand the logistics of something, but also the creativity and, and, and the heart behind something. And it's, it's a genius that you don't find everywhere. So I do want to say that because God also has a great instrument that he's working through.
0: Amen. Thank you for that. Nathan, I want to be um, cautious of your time if you do need to bow out, um, and you can intervene at any time because I love that, but if you need to. But I do want to tell you thank you so much uh, for taking the time off your set to come on our show, and I just want you to know that anything I can do is uh, our podcast, Are You Real?, and my guests, anything we can do to support you and what you're doing, if you will— Take the time to reach out to us. I promise you uh, we will help support you, uh, promote you and whatever you're doing just to be a part of what God's
1: doing through you. Well, I'm honored, man. I do need to get back on set and get the uh, herd of cats moving again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, good luck on that one. The producer (laughs) inside of me says, let's get this thing back moving. But it's an absolute pleasure to talk with you guys. So I'll leave you all to it. And thank you again. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. All right, Cameron. So you
0: were uh, you're now Bill. I am now Bill. You are now Bill. So tell me about Bill a little bit in this movie.
2: Well, you know, first of all, Bill is a I would say he is the the, the backbone. He is the uh, one that's keeping everything on on an even keel, uh, brings the reasoning or the, the reasonableness of the situation within the entire piece. It is a phenomenal ensemble piece as, as to the strength in the, uh, and this is what I mean by the genius too, because part of the, the great thing that Nathan has done is the casting, the aspect of of really who he brought to play the roles that are so uh, uh, in in sync with one another, but not only within their roles, but also within their relationship with each other. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to watch that, that kind of, of synergy happen. It's kind of like that symphony going on. And Bill brings to that a stability to the uh, to the uh, the other characters, a stability of thinking to the process. Um, even though he knows and sees and realizes the the gravity behind everything, but there's still uh, uh, the the way of getting it through to other people that he tries to get uh, the characters to see. You just even though you're right, even though you have conviction, there's also a way to say it, and there's a, a way to go about it that will make you heard. And that's part of what he brings to the the whole piece.
0: I'm just curious, um, as an actor, um, because I've heard, I've read stuff about other actors in the past. Do you ever play a role and in some way maybe like it ministers to you or or like you you're playing it out thinking I need to be this way or like you pull something out of the
2: character? Oh, definitely. I think, you know, for me it's one of the things that, as a matter of fact, that I've chosen to do. Uh, Some people don't know that, you know, I was in Hollywood and New York and California for a long time and uh, did a lot of things out there, a lot of episodics, a lot of of films. And, you know, uh, at the end of the day, what happened was that they wanted me to do partial body nudity. I had gotten my first television series, leading role, my own show, the whole that money on the table. And, um, you know, Hey, they wanted me to sign on the dotted line and, do that uh, partial body nudity and, you know, God tapped me on the shoulder and it was just time to get out the system. You must have been and looking pretty out.
0: sexy, dude, because if they're <laughs> wanting a shot, you must be looking pretty hot. <laughs> just saying, hey, dude. Man, you know,
2: <laughs> I don't know whether it was, you know, not, but the bottom line is that, you know, television was trying to uh, stay in sync with cable and <laughs> it, it, I mean, it it was kind of anything goes kind of a thing, so that, that partial back nudity was just coming into the television and you know, um, God tapped me on the shoulder and said, "It's time to get out the system." And so I left. Every, I just dropped it and left everything. Left Hollywood. You know, uh, moved to Atlanta. All that kind of stuff. And went into full time ministry for about 15, 16 years, and never thought that I'd be acting again. And it was God that actually woke me up one day and uh, started giving me this this perspective of the, of this character. He, he he was a lawyer, and and I, I I I thought that he wanted me to write it. And so for about two or three weeks, I started writing this character. And it just so happened that what was really going on is that there was a Christian film being done and they were looking for another actor and ran into my wife and my wife said, Hey, who you need is Cameron Arnett. And uh, they had me come in and God said, no, no, go to this one. And I went to the audition because I had stopped doing all of that. And um, I, when I went to the audition right on the spot, they told me, yes, you're the one. And that was my, my entrance into Christian film. And that's really my concentration now. And it's not that I only would do Christian, but this right here is one of those pieces. What I think about the era too, and what we're saying, it's not a Christian movie, but it has the makings of all the character, is because there was a time in this nation when the character aspects of God, the, the conviction, the 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 uh the humility, all these things were part and parcel of who we were. And we strayed so much. And so when you go back, it's so much easier to do something. Uh, of that day because people had conviction they believed in something and they were someone now you have to actually proclaim christ in order to even find a difference in, 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 a, in an individual but what i love about the, the roles that i've been able to do in these last seven or eight years and the christian film is that they all have a a, a part of peace a uh a, 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 a fruit of the spirit if you would that really brings a uh, something that I really want to have in myself or, or I want to develop in myself. And so I have the opportunity to to talk their their, their words, but also retain their uh, perspective and spirit. And that's been a, a great thing for me.
0: I want to go a little bit into, let's say I'm in my late teens, early 20s. Um, I love acting. Uh, I'm inspiring to be the next Cameron Arnett. Um, what advice would you give me going into movies and the stuff that you're doing because that's a really hard i think you're mature- you were mature enough you'd been you know saved for a while but it I think it's really hard and tempting when you are passionate about something mm-hmm. you you want to do it and you love it, and you have that opportunity in front of you, but there's got to be some wisdom. Um, that only you personally could give to somebody coming up because you 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 know the ropes per se a
2: little bit. Yeah, you, you know you have to understand. You know, again, I, I, we're, we're speaking to Christians, and so I'm dealing with the fact that Christ always has to be first. He can never be second, third, or fourth. And if, if when he when you have him in your life and he is your heart and your soul, your mind, then every decision that you make comes after that. Um, once you are uh, living your life to glorify Him and to to know that He and, and you are one and there's no there's no separation there's no uh, distinction between the two of you. When anything falls into place, I I think what happens is that we we forget that it's God who who uh, uh, has called us who has anointed us. He's the one who's doing it, and so He's the one that's going to bring it to pass. You don't have to worry about whether your career is going to go right, whether this is going to happen or that's going to happen. Like I said, I walked away from it. And never thought I'd be doing it again. it was he himself that walked me back in at the right time to do the right thing and now, having uh, walked away from the limelight of Hollywood and the money and all those, those the fame and everything else, uh, I don't have a, a a thread within me that causes me to compromise because I already gave it up, so I didn't come to this side now to now not fulfill the will of God. You can't, you know, um, You know, one thing that I thought about there some, even within the Christian circles, and uh, people have to understand that Jesus teaches us that in the kingdom, in his church, there are four kinds of ground, and only one is good. And so even within Christian circles, you have to be on your, uh, on your P's and Q's, because the reality is that you already know what the world looks like, but sometimes you don't really know what Satan as an angel of light looks like. And that's what you have to really be uh, on, on guard for, because sometimes now in the day that we live in, it's not about, you know, uh, choosing between right and wrong, it's between choosing between good and right. And so something might be good, but is it right for you? Oh, is that's what good, God dude. Says, you know what I'm saying? Is oh, that's that really says good. Says and I think for the saints, you know, it's important You know, part of what Nathan said that I think that we need to take uh, uh, um, and and really hone in on is that he says, I have three guys that I go to that have been doing this for a while, that have gone further, that maybe have a different perspective or, 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 or in a different arena, and that I go to them and I receive counsel. And unfortunately, you know, we don't have a lot of young people sometimes who understand their need for counsel We've gone through it, man. We've, we've made the mistakes. We've, we've gotten the stripes on our backs. We've done all these things. And we come back to say, no, don't go this way. Don't go that way. Let's help you get your life better from day one. And if they just listen, they wouldn't fall into the ditch. Because what God gave me is a ministry of prevention. I, I, I go into a, a situation and help people prevent falling in the ditch. And and so I, I think it, it, they would have to be able to at least be able to, to, to listen to wisdom.
0: I love uh what you just said of uh one of our hosts um that's on our our podcast are you real business he says he takes his hi- idea uh to say his brother just like Nathan said but his term is is um he says man your torpedoes and sink my ship he says so i i present my idea and what i want to do and he says now punch as many holes at it and try to blow up my ship and if you can blow it up exactly. i ain't, and i ain't going to do it
2: exactly so, I mean, if, if, if God said it, number one, he gives you the grace and the conviction to stand. But if God said it also, there are no holes because he's the only one that is the plugger of every hole. And so if you are sure that it's a God said thing, then you can allow any, anybody to torpedo it. You can allow anybody to, to, to speak against it because it doesn't matter. But if it's not God, I don't care who says, OK, it's not. And it, even if it works, it's the worst thing for you.
0: Amen, man. All right. So, Cameron, as we wrap this up, uh, the microphone is yours, my friend. I'm just curious. Is there anything that is on your heart or mind today or last couple of days that God's stirring inside of you that you just want to share with us?
2: Sure. You know, one of the things that, that I, I think um, Nathan and I share, if you if you take a look at the testimony of of having been an engineer and, and, and God turning him in, into the, the filmmaker, you know, for me, I remember, of course, being in college, you know, I was a pre-med, pre-law student and, you know, played some football at the University of Miami, those kind of things. And I would have never thought that I would have been in the entertainment industry, but God kind of, uh, of pulled me out uh, while I was, you know, doing the whole biology and whatever thing, you know, I mean, the whole uh, calculus, you know, you, you name it. I, my, I was using a whole different side of my brain and God brought me into this thing here and then I end up in uh, ministry and then, of course, now as a filmmaker and actor and everything else. And I would say to people that are listening, you know, trust, you know, what, one of my favorite scriptures in my entire life has been, you know, uh, 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 lean not to your understanding, right? And all your ways of knowledge, He will direct your path. And so my thing is that as a, as a person, as a young person or anything else, the bottom line is trust God. You have to know He is for you. He will never leave you nor forsake you, that He is with you. And since He's the one that said, if you will find me, if, if you come after me, I will in no wise cast you away. Understand that all you have to do is give yourself to him in such a way as to trust him in everything. And he's going to lead you and guide you. He's the one who calls. He's the one that brings it past. And I, I think it's it's a trust factor that we have to get back to. And the, in, in older days, older generations would have told you they don't have a lot of words. They don't know a lot of scriptures, but they knew to trust God. Now we have a lot of words, but we don't know how to trust God. And so we have to put those two things together. And then trust God now in the word going forth, knowing that he will not fail his word. And that's what I would say to anybody.
0: Amen, brother. Thank you so much uh, for sharing that with us. i just uh hold on just a sec. uh Cameron, as we wrap it up, Roar Nation, uh, please hear uh, pretty soon. Make sure you Google the movie uh, Angry Man. You can also check out Cameron Arnett. That's A-R-N-E-T-T. Uh, Google both of those when this movie comes out. I'm excited to watch it. I remember the Challenger growing up. But I hope this inspired you guys today to, um, to just kind of summarize what they talked about. That's uh, have faith, have integrity, trust God, and uh, go after your passions, what God's put inside of you. Amen. Roar Nation, thank you so much. We love you. Remember, be real, be authentic, and be you. God bless. That's all for this episode of Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You. Be sure to go to areyoureal.org for your free questionnaire to identify your gifts and talents and how you can use them to help people become leaders and catapult them into their destiny to help others become the leaders of tomorrow. We appreciate you spending your time with us and look forward to helping you reach out and revolutionize next time on Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You.